So the people who are teaching you, if you go to a, a research university, they are not, they weren't taught to teach. They were taught to do their research. For example, my chemistry teacher, my chemistry professor for my first quarter at Northwestern, she's brilliant. Top of like top of the chem department. Everybody loves her at the chem department, but she cannot teach for her entire life. Like she's a horrible teacher. get into like actual college and stuff so you're accepted to northwestern you're gonna go you're bounded so can you tell me about like arriving at northwestern and how was like your first day your first week how did you feel were you nervous excited did you make friends immediately so the thing is since i was an early decision admission mm-hmm. um we get put into a facebook group <laughs> and that facebook group Um, was just for my entire class so the class of 2023 is all in this one Facebook group and from there like everybody did intros and like like posted pictures of themselves in the intro like told a little bit about the wrote a little bit about themselves um, fun facts and everything like that and so I got to meet a lot of people through that and also I was part of the Questbridge group chat Um, I was even though I didn't match through QuestBridge, I was still a part of QuestBridge because I was a mm-hmm. finalist. And so a lot of my friends I met from there. Um, my roommate, actually, for freshman year, I met through that QuestBridge group chat. Um, it was QuestBridge people who had gotten into Northwestern. So it was that. And then once regular decision rolled in, there were more people and like more group chats were made. I'm pretty sure I made a group chat for like Korean people so um i like wrote in the facebook group oh if you're korean and like you want to have like a little group chat like you should join and then we had one i made a lot of friends through there um so honestly i had a lot of friends online even before i got to campus and for me i never got to visit any college campuses um so i didn't step foot onto northwestern until my first day but i had um a summer program before the school year started so I was there uh, maybe five weeks earlier than everybody else was with along with other people who were in that program which was really fun and I got to make um, friends really easily through there as well um they and yeah I those it was great honestly I was really happy to be on campus I wasn't nervous or anything because I knew I already had like at least some friends that I could talk to once they got in person once they got there in person once I got to see them in person um and I was just happy to be away from home like because I said like I don't like California and it's not like I'm never going to see my family again so it was fine for me um I really enjoyed the freedom because like I said earlier in high school I didn't really do much like partying or anything super like wild like that and now I could because I'm an adult and I can make my own choices and do my own thing on campus um so it's great yeah and coming off so you came onto campus and it's good that you had like friends and such and you met your roommate through that so how was the situation living with another person every almost everybody I've interviewed has said they hated specifically first semester 
And a lot of that was because of their roommate. They said their roommate and them didn't get along. It was terrible for them. So did you have that kind of same situation? No, my roommate freshman year was probably like the most, I don't know how to describe it because we were never close. We were just very surface level friends and we were both very okay with that. Mm -hmm. Um, We never got into like deep talks with, because I really, I know that a lot of high schoolers kind of fantasize about being like best friends with their roommate and like doing everything with their roommate, talking about everything. Um, But for me and her, for she and I, I don't know, um, we just really, I don't don't know, we just vibed (laughs) and um, occasion, like we shared a few appliances, um, talked about boy problems every now and then. And, but that was pretty much it. Like we, she was probably the nicest roommate I could have ever asked for because I remember at one time during freshman year like I could not wake up for the life of me even though I had like 50 alarms but that was because I was going through something mm-hmm. um and I was just I don't know depressed or something but um she didn't say a word about it even though like my alarms were waking her up and like she was the nicest person and we just were very like very I don't know just good friends but not like in the conventional sense of like knowing everything about each other. And it was, it was a nice arrangement in my opinion. That's nice. I mean, yeah, I, I guess that makes sense. Surface level friends. Cause I interviewed um, Ali from Johns Hopkins like earlier and she was like, my roommate, roommate and I, we were friends, but outside of our like um, dorm room, we weren't really associated with each other. We didn't like have yeah. lunch together tell each other everything we had our own sides we talked and stuff but out of the dorm we were just kind of you know acquaintances outside yeah yeah that's pretty much it okay and same situation yeah so going into northwestern college is a whole nother like universe compared to high school Mm -hmm. and it's also very prestigious the competitive is competitiveness is there and the academic rigor is there so did you have trouble adjusting from high school to college in terms of academic rigor and what was expected of you yes very much so (laughs) um I chemistry at Northwestern is a shit show it's it's hellish um because the Northwestern chemistry department like all the PhDs and the grad students and the professors, they're, they're all brilliant. They're geniuses. They're the Northwestern um, chemistry department is probably one of the top in the country. I don't know what the rank is, but like we have a Nobel prize winner in chemistry and like so many, I don't know, innovative people um, who are doing work in chemistry. And so the bar is so high for Mm -hmm. that. And I feel like it's pretty similar um, everywhere else in when I'm talking about like um, just like uh, T T twenty like top twenty mm-hmm. campuses. Um, like it's a different world. I'm not sure if it would have been different if I went to a private school um, like on the East Coast because there are a lot of those kids here. Um, I'm not sure if it would have been super different if I went to an international school because we do have a lot of international students. But public going from 
public school education to a private school university education completely different and it's so hard and you like because I feel like high school you can kind of bs your way through it and still do okay and that's Mm -hmm. kind of what I did um but like here you need to work your ass off I honestly don't understand how there can be people with like near 4.0s who still have a good social life and good mental health and have everything in balance it's really hard Mm -hmm. um yeah and what exactly is different about high school and um college like in terms of the academics itself so the people who are teaching you if you go to a, a research university they are not they weren't taught to teach they were taught to do their research if that makes sense so your professors most of the time they're doing their own research outside of class and they they just have to they teach because they have to teach because it's part of the job but they never if that makes sense so like it's hard my for example my chemistry teacher my chemistry professor for my first quarter at Northwestern she's brilliant top of like top of the chem department everybody loves her at the chem department but she cannot teach for her entire life like she's a horrible teacher but she is a professor if that makes sense but in high school your teachers they were they learned how to teach Mm -hmm. if that makes like they went to school and they have a certificate to teach and so they're probably better at teaching than a than a professor no matter how smart the professor may be Mm. Um, so there's one big difference the other difference is that the bar is very high um like you're getting top students from all all around the world not even just the country like around the world um because we do have a lot of international students like i said before so it's you have the cream of the crop and you're putting them all together in one place and so you're going to have people who are geniuses at one subject and they set the curve for that certain class. And so it just, yeah, that's what it is. And that's where like imposter syndrome comes from because like you might have been top of your class at your public high school in, in Texas, but you're now in a place where everybody was the top of their class. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, yeah. So yeah. So- did did you feel that and like you and your friends did you really feel like oh my god imposter syndrome basically do i belong here you know these people have written science papers before they even came here like right did you um, have that i saw my friends struggle with it a lot especially my friends who came from first gen low income background backgrounds because like a lot of northwest around 60 percent of northwestern students don't get any financial aid and that means that they're they come from a household that makes over i think somewhere like 200k a year and so there's like a big discrepancy um between those kinds of people because the obviously the more money you have the more resources there are available to you and so those people were like groomed from high school to be the top. And then there's this FGLI community who was, who just worked their ass off with what they had, you know, um, they weren't, they couldn't pay for um, X, Y, Z. They couldn't pay for, you know, like mm-hmm. SAT prep. Um, 
So that's a thing. I personally, myself, I never questioned like, oh, do I belong here? Because I, I was very aware that I earned my spot here um, because of what I just went through in high school and um, all of that. But I did, I do feel dumb a lot. <laughs> like I, just because I, I feel dumb in some classes doesn't necessarily mean like I question whether I belong there but because everybody has their certain strengths like obviously not obviously but you might you would probably assume that an English major isn't the best at quantum physics you know mm -hmm. um something like that yeah I, I mean I, I think it kind of goes with the I guess this is considered a theory, but there's this like idea of a spike where when you apply to college, it's better to be really, really strong at one subject rather than like well-rounded. Well yeah. yeah, I agree with that. You think that's much. it? Like the best at like physics, the best at English is like all around you? You have to have, so you have to have an edge, in my mm -hmm. opinion, if you want to get, you either are, a legacy student, a student athlete, or you have some sort of edge to you, or like your parents donated a building, like um, the you know I'm pretty sure you know about like the USC scandals and all of that. Yeah. But um, like for a normal student, I would say like regular middle class. Like if you're gonna take a middle class American student, you have to have you need to be like at least decent at everything but you have to have some sort of edge to you, whether that's your personal story or some sort of achievement um, or some sort of like involvement in something like that has to be like some sort, it has to show like your passion for mm -hmm. something. And I think that's where a lot of students fall short. Um, Cause I did go to competitive high, competitive high school, but a lot of my friends, they're really smart had like 4.0 GPAs unweighted Um but didn't get into the top schools that they wanted to go into. And I, I personally think that it's because they just didn't demonstrate some sort of passion. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's what's really important because talking to my friends who did get into top schools, like I, there's a common factor. And that common factor is they did okay enough in school. Like they m met that certain threshold, but they also had something super special about them. So the, in my opinion, when colleges say, oh, we're looking for someone well-rounded, that's BS. We're, they're looking for somebody who meets the certain basic requirement. And that basic requirement might like is like a high GPA, an, a good enough SAT or ACT score, um, and like a smattering of extracurriculars. But they're looking for that special like oomph. And that's yeah. also why like everybody has something special about them when you're at a top school. Um, so that's also what contributes to like imposter syndrome and like all those things that and people that's I feel like in my personal opinion that's why a lot of people battle have like mental health issues because they're just comparing themselves to everybody and like that kind of stuff and kind of backtracking a little bit about the difference between high school and college do you think high school did anything like whether it was the AP courses or the rigor, did they do anything to actually prepare you for college? Do you think high school like failed at their job? High school, the only thing I learned in high school that was useful was some of the stuff from AP Human Geography, um, some of the basic mathematics, some of the basic biology, some of the basic chemistry, and also how to like skim a paper. 
mm-hmm. and how to like finesse your way through something. That's the only thing that I really got from high school. None of the higher level calculus stuck in my head. None of the higher level statistics or anything like that really stuck. And I feel like that's true for a lot of people. They just did it to get the grade for a lot of the time. Um, and that's it. Like I, my work ethic is honestly kind of ruined because of high school. And that's why a lot of people struggle in college because they have to actually study hard in like super hard in um, college and do practice problems for at least an hour a day for some classes, you know? So, Mm -hmm. um, and some of these classes, you have to actually do the reading. Whereas in AP literature, you can read the spark notes, you know what I mean? And like get by for the daily quiz or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. And so the short answer is no. (laughs) And yeah. So of course, coming into high school and this is not just you, I think I'm pretty sure it's like most people you're struggling to the adjustment of the rigor and everything. So how did you kind of manage your time, manage your life in college? Was it really hard to balance your schoolwork, actually go out and make some friends and just have time to yourself? Like how long, how long did it take for you to actually get into a routine that worked for you and that you could balance your life? I'm still working on it. I mean, I'm only a second year. Mm -hmm. um, And I, well, technically I've only had like two real quarters of college because of COVID. But um, like, it was really hard in the beginning because all I wanted to do was go out and like party or something. Maybe not party as much, like a super hard, but um, because I didn't, do that in high school I was like oh I can do that stuff now and I can go out whenever I want I can like buy myself whatever like no one's here to watch me um so that's what I kind of focused on a lot first quarter which was kind of bad um but there are certain people that you meet in college who are really like really devoted to their academics and I honestly feel like those are the people you should be friends with because they're gonna help you like Cause there's this one thing there's a saying like you become like your closest friends and so like if you make your closest friends super smart people with great work ethic you're eventually going to turn it in like not turn it into them but adopt some of their you know um characteristics habits. and habits yeah so um i'm glad that i had like that experience of going out but i my gpa isn't glad that i did that <laughs> a lot um and I don't know, it's just, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a process and it's going to take me a while, but I feel like I'm working on it now, I guess. And mm-hmm. those two, like those 10 months in quarantine really gave me time to like, just think about myself and all that. And so like now it's time to actually try to put that into, into stone mm-hmm. and like work on it. So and you actually brought up something I wanted to discuss, and this is more at top tier schools, or well, maybe it's at other schools, but I know this is for sure at like top tier schools. So when I was interviewing two people, two people from Johns Hopkins, they were, you know, straight A students or almost straight A students at high school. But then coming into college, they go into um, 
I don't know, the lecture room and just whatever their test score is, their test score is going to be, you know, they're, it's like, if they get a 75 on it, it's completely normal compared to high school where you had oh, yeah. to get like an A. So is that kind of just the norm at college? Yeah. This, it's not just at top schools. It's at every school. Um, like honestly, especially in my opinion, especially for STEM classes, because I've talked to my friends who are humanities majors and they say, um, for us, we don't have tests. We have essays that we have to write. So there's not like some, there's, it's not like there's some sort of curve or anything. Um, so we do have to keep A's, but for STEM students, there's always going to be like some sort of curve. Um, and so like the average is probably going to be like a 60% and that's not nor it's normal. It's not good, but it's like normal. Mm -hmm. um and especially for something like organic chemistry or biochemistry um physics like the average being uh 60 70 percent is kind of normal and there are people who get above that and they get weighted that way and there are people get below that and the curve kind of helps them maintain like a letter grade because in high school your letter grade is attached to um the percentage, right? Because like ninety mm percent -hmm. and up is an A always, right? But that's not the case for for university. Oh, really? Why is that the case? Is it just because like based on the average? That's where it's they based you? on the average. So, like mm -hmm. in statistics, they you know you have the bell curve, but mm -hmm. obviously, if you're if a certain subject is at a certain difficulty, you can expect more people to do poorly. So it's not going to be a perfect bell curve. It's going to be like something like, like this, that, that skews to the right or something. Um, and so they shift, they shift the grades based off of those standard mm -hmm. deviations. So like a 70% a could be a B and mm -hmm. like a 78% could be an A, like you, you never know. Oh, that's in, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah, it's and something I had to learn. In yeah, yeah. Did you not know coming in? I didn't. I kind of knew it, but I didn't understand the specifics of it. I knew that there was some sort of curve that would have done something, but like I didn't know to the fullest extent. Okay. And one thing about GPA. So I've heard like in a high school, your GPA you have to have a good GPA if you want to get into a good school. Like it, you need like you said, you need to meet that threshold. Mm -hmm. or else they'll just kind of like look over your application. It's one of the things you need to meet. But in college, in terms of getting a GPA and going into the workforce, is it that important? It depends. Um, not everybody who goes to college immediately goes into the workforce mm -hmm. after college. There are people who go to grad school, um, people who go to law school, people who go to med school, um, and other sorts of higher education. And for those people... I would say GPA still matters to an extent, especially for law and med students. A lot of medical schools and law schools have like sort of like a minimum GPA that's not set in stone like it is. It's not set in stone, um, but it's like the unspoken rule, kind of like college, mm -hmm. you know, because people are like, oh, I'm not going to get into Harvard if I have a 3.7, like kind of the same thing. Um, but if you're going into the workforce, from what I hear from my family members, my family friends, nobody, nobody really cares about your GPA. 
Maybe your first job might ask you for your GPA if you're a fresh graduate from college, but I don't think it really, really matters. Um, that's why people say C's get degrees all the time. Um, but yeah, like I, and also honestly, your major doesn't matter either. I have a friend who graduated from Northwestern with an engineering degree, and he is now in marketing for like product management for like a furniture company for Wayfair, which is like the big online furniture company. Mm -hmm. But like, and my sister, she graduated with a degree um, in something and, and completely went a different direction. So honestly, I don't think it matters too much. Interesting. And one thing I want to discuss about college in general is kind of getting involved and getting involved in like all sorts of things, research, actual like, you know, clubs, right. extracurriculars, and then <clears throat> internships, study abroad. So coming into Northwestern, did you know like, oh, they are a top school. They have, I bet, tons of resources for whatever I want to actually end up doing. So right. did you know that you wanted to take advantage of those internships, uh, study abroad, whatever it was? Yeah, you kind of have to <laughs> um, if you want the experience. If you want that certain experience, you have to take care of that. You, The resource is there to help you. And if you mm -hmm. don't take advantage of that resource, it's kind of dumb. Like, why, why would you go about it the hard way if you have that resource that would directly point you to somewhere or help you to get something? Mm -hmm. um, that's not to say that that resource will guarantee you what you want, but it's certainly going to help. But yeah, uh, I knew that... I was, I wanted research because I want to go to medical school. So um, I looked up programs that were available, uh, programs and like advising and things that were available to freshman students, um, first year students and applied for the program. And that's the program that I was in for the summer before school started. Um, and through that, I secured research with uh, one of the professors at Feinberg, which is Northwestern's medical school. Mm -hmm. um, and it's great. Like I got a grant. Obviously it didn't follow through because of COVID. It was supposed to happen during the summer, but, and I couldn't do it, but I still like can say that I got it because I did. Um, and now like, yeah. And so you, you just have to, no one's going to give you the resource. You have to search for the resource but the resource is there if that mm -hmm. makes sense so it's like not particularly hard to get it you just need to like find you what works to, yeah. for you okay yeah. Um, yeah that makes sense and also i have a question about and this you may not know because you're only a sophomore you're not in the workforce or anything but mm -hmm. do you think being a northwestern student with the experience do you think that's going to help you like greatly just because you are a northwestern student do you think that gives you some sort of edge over say someone yeah. who went to like a state school yes um i hate to say that because that's not super fair because not everybody has the same opportunity to go to a school like i do um not everybody like has the resources to get you where you need to be to go to a top 20 school um and that sucks to say and that has but it's true um and People know that people who go to Ivy Leagues, um, pseudo Ivies like Northwestern and other top like 50 schools in the U.S. are taught. 
I don't know. It's it's kind of like a name brand or brand name thing because mm-hmm. people like luxury goods because they're luxury. You know what I mean? Like yeah. people flex Gucci because they buy it it's for the fashionable, name. right? Right. And like, I guess, yes, there is some sort of higher quality to that, to that brand name. But mostly it's because it's like, that's the way it is. And that's mm-hmm. the same. I, in my opinion, it's the same thing with um, universities and colleges. Like I, people underestimate from what I've heard, obviously I can't speak for like, I'm not an expert on this because I don't go to community college, but um, from what I've heard from multiple people um, is that community college is, is something that's really valuable because unlike the professors at a school like this, at a school like Johns Hopkins, at a school like Harvard, um, the professors over there are taught to teach. They like know how to teach something. And so the quality of your education is going to be maybe even higher um, than like learning some, like, I don't know, say, for example, like you're learning about, I don't know, uh, cell biology, right? I, the professors here, they research cell biology, so they know the ins and out of it, but they don't know how to, like, articulate that knowledge to the students. However, a cell biology professor at a community college knows like has a teaching credential so they'll be able to articulate that to the students and the students will be actually be able to learn if that makes sense and so it's like you know how when you find something on amazon for super cheap but it ends up being super good quality it's like the same thing Mm. and so do you think that i mean i guess do you think college is going to prepare you for the workforce like i asked this about high school preparing you for college but once you after you, you get your postgraduate, which you said you like wanted to do higher education, after you get that, do you think you'll be prepared for the workforce? Do you think Northwestern or any top school or just any school in general prepares you for that? Uh, not really, <laughs> unless your goal after college is to go to a higher education. So like if you're going to go to law school, med school, grad school, people who go to grad school end up um, uh, like most of the time they want to go into academia and like teach at uh, research at universities and teach at universities and that kind of stuff. Um, so wait, hold on. Let me try to rephrase this. If you go to med school, you're going to be to be prepared to a degree to be a doctor, right? And if you go mm-hmm. to law school, you're going to be prepared to be a lawyer um, or a judge or whatever it is. But like the real world is always different from education Mm -hmm. that's what every adult has told me every single adult um and so obviously I can say from my own experience but people I know are only even like maybe like I don't know like four years older than me they're in the workforce and they know for a fact that the school is not the same thing as working and nobody's gonna coddle you like you don't have the same resources that you had at school to do well at your job Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's going to really prepare me that much. Um, the only thing that's really going to help prepare you for a job is probably talk- talking to like a mentor who does the job mm-hmm. or like has the job that you want because they'll mm-hmm. be able to tell you about their experience and that might be able to, you know, help you f- from there. But 
otherwise no not school I mean, thank you for painting the reality because a lot of people look at college and like, oh, it's amazing, especially if you go to a top school. They're like, oh, the resources are this. But like you like showed like what it actually is. And like just the resources, like we have a career center here, right? The career center is going to help you get the job, but the like it's going to help prepare you to get the job. They're going to help you with your resume. They're going to do like mock interviews with you. But And that might help you get the job, but that's not going to help you succeed in the job. They're not going to tell you like, oh, this is proper like etiquette at your workplace. Oh, this is what you have to do like to get in in a, I don't know. This is what you have to do to make your boss like you, like things like that. Nobody's going to tell you that. And like, unless they've experienced it already. So that's either going to come from your family, your friends, or like your mentor, Um, like some thing like that it's not going to come from school itself that makes sense yeah well thank you for like telling the truth because you know I like from the very beginning like earlier I painted a very optimistic picture about college but once I started interviewing and then like kind of noticing patterns I realized it's much more harsh than most people think it is because I'm very excited for college still I am Mm -hmm. but I understand that it's like this really harsh reality where everything just only gets harder so yeah like I knew like I'm pretty similarly to you like I I was always excited for college because I could fly out of the nest you know but and I knew it was going to be hard but even though I knew it was going to be hard I still like got hit with reality so I'm like glad you're doing this because you get more details than I ever could have gotten well so we're coming to an end here And there's one thing I do with everyone. So I want you to give one piece of advice for current high school students. It can be about anything and they can be of any year. So like maybe something to prepare for college. And then another piece of advice for current college students, maybe they're coming in and they they're lost. They don't know what they're doing. So can you give advice for those two groups of people? Okay. So for the people who are still in college, not applying yet, just do Khan Academy. <laughs> if you're taking the SAT, just drill Khan Academy and you will get a good score, like that, a score that you want. If you keep on doing it, like, even if you have to take like 20 practice tests, just do it because it's free and, and it'll help you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And also for that group, who's like preparing to get it, to apply for college, just like I hope you you can show like what you're passionate about in your essays because that's that's what's meaningful to college admins, uh, college, yeah, admissions officers, mm-hmm. um, and for people who are what coming into college. Maybe they're like in college, beginning college, and they're kind of lost. They don't know what they're doing because it's a whole nother world. So what okay. would, what was the one piece for of like, advice you'd give to the them? class of 2024 college? class of 2024 and like maybe 25 um it's okay to feel dumb like it's normal it's very normal um a lot of my friends in college out of college just tell me their stories about like how dumb they felt this one class or something like it's okay because everybody feels it at least at one point um and you're not like it's no, it's not worth it to question whether you belong because you got into the school for a reason. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Thank you so much. I mean, this was a very, how would you say enlightening, very knowledgeable (laughs) interview. 
So thank you yeah. so much for thank you so much for coming. No problem. Good night. Good night. That ends my entire interview with Sohei. Make sure to check out part one if you have not done so already. Also, make sure to subscribe and check out my blog, acollegekid.com, for various college-related articles on there. But other than that, I hope to see you in the next one. Bye.